Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Welcome to Roundtable, where we serve up piping hot debates on the issues that sizzle in China and beyond. I'm Niu Honglin, sitting in for He Yang. Coming up on today's show, in a world where fast food and sedentary lifestyles have become the norm, childhood obesity has become a global challenge. In China, a recent study has unveiled some surprising findings. The height gap between rural and urban children is narrowing, suggesting improvements in overall health. Yet, lurking beneath this positive trend is a growing concern. Obesity among rural youth is on the rise and may soon surpass that of their urban counterparts in China. What are the reasons behind the surge in childhood obesity? What's the global context, and what actions can be taken to tackle this crisis? Critical health challenge. Also, have you ever considered a career on the vast open ocean? Apparently, the maritime industry is expecting a surge in interest among young people. But what draws them to a life at sea? In the second half of the show, let's unreal. Let's reveal the mysterious world of seafarers. For today's discussion, I'm joined by Li Yi and Ding Heng. Now grab your virtual compass and follow us to the heart of the discussion. Childhood obesity is a growing concern worldwide. In total, 39 million children under the age of five were overweight or obese in 2020, and over 340 million children and all. And adolescents aged five to nineteen were obese in 2016. In China, this is as well no longer a rarity, but a growing concern. A recent study shows that childhood obesity is becoming a pressing issue, also among the rural youth. So, what exactly does the study say, and what are some new findings here? Well, the the the. This is a paper published in September on the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health, and the researchers they have analyzed the height and also some other body、um, index data of over three hundred and ten thousand Chinese students, and also they highlighted differences between urban and rural regions. And according to this study, over the past three decades, children in rural China have been rapidly catching up to their urban counterparts in terms of height and. Also, weight, and this might suggest that、um, we have a improved、uh, in terms of the health and well-being of rural children. However, with that trend, I think researchers are also suggesting that the obesity risk among rural youth is also escalating and might soon exceed that of urban areas. I think before we go into details of this、uh, specific study, I think it's it's really essential to explain certain terms that researchers are using to assess the health condition of children in both rural and urban areas. Areas, for example, a very、uh, frequently mentioned term is BMI.、Mm. It's a health indicator based on weight and height. It's calculated by dividing weight in kilograms、uh, by the height squared. So, according to China standard, a BMI between 24 and 27.9 is characterized as overweight. And then, if your BMI is over 28, then you might be considered as obese. Well, that's slightly different from the international. 
international standard because according to WHO standard, if your BMI is greater than or equal to 25, then you are overweight. While if your BMI is greater than or equal to 30, then you might be considered as obese. Um, so why does measuring BMI and height matter, especially here in China? I think according to this study, researchers are suggesting that uh, especially when China is experiencing a, a demographic change, uh, well, challenge, we might call it, um, the, the aging problem and the aging population. So it's really important to look at the health condition of those children and, uh, well, look at height and BMI indices are recognized as crucial indicators of human capital. And also plus, uh, height and also weight might just uh, impact the health condition and also the future development of children, especially when you look at those children who are short, um, they tend to face more health and education issues, uh, which can also lead to lower incomes in uh, when they're growing up. And furthermore, children and teens with a high BMI, they might just uh, uh, more fearable uh, or inclined to suffer from certain diseases, for example, like cardiovascular diseases and also obesity. Yeah, actually, I think BMI is also not the only indicator here. Indicators are important because sometimes we see a kid and we're like, ah, oh, you're chubby, you're cute, you're not fat. But if we actually calculate their BMI or some other indicators, there could be a problem. For example, I know that the waist to height ratio is also another indicator. Actually, for those who are under the age of six, their waist to height ratio is supposed, oh, excuse me, over the age of six, their waist to height ratio should be less than 0.46. And also there's another one that's the body fat rate. I believe that those of you who hit the gym quite often, who take care of their body would know this indicator, the body fat rate for boys and girls under the age of 12, that rate is supposed to be under uh, 20%. And for girls over the age of 12, it should be less than 25%. So these are the three main indicators. But I was wondering, um, have you guys ever been described as the lovable, cute, chubby kids before? Uh, not, not personally during my childhood, but definitely there is indeed uh, such a, you know, perception or sentiment uh, existent among my, my parents' generation or the generation of my grandparents that, okay, when a, a, a child, like a five-year, six-year-old kid looks chubby and a little fatty, he the or she, round face, yeah, would actually Michelin be considered as arms. healthy. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably a problematic perception, I should say. You it, know, <laughs> totally, and because Lee has already mentioned uh, some probable problems that would be caused by obesity. So what what are we looking here right now? Because we've uh, briefly touched upon the fact that now not only we are talking about the situation of childhood obesity, but more specifically, we are looking at the situation in rural areas. We see rural kids getting taller, but also a little bit fatter. And what, it, what are the new findings? Well, according to this Lancet study, well, if we look at height, actually urban children, they have 
they have been always like taller than their rural counterparts uh, during the past few decades. Uh, however, data from 2019 shows that this urban and rural gap is is somehow narrowing, according to this study. That's Over a good past, thing, right? Yeah, that's a good thing. Actually, that might suggest that I think the living standards in rural areas are being Improved, so that could just lead to, like a taller height. Uh, when you look at those children in rural areas, uh, however, when you look at specific um, data or specific statistics, you can still observe certain urban and rural disparity. And uh, according to this、uh, study, they researchers are suggesting that still income disparities or economic development disparities are contributing to this urban or.、Um, Rural gap,、um, for example, rural families with、uh, lower incomes or say fewer access to better healthcare services might just uh, um, prevent their children from you know achieving potential adult height. So that's one reason suggested by this study.、Um, and also, when you look at weight, that that is a very important topic we're discussing today.、Um, BMIs of children in rural and urban China both increased between 1985 and 2019, and also the BMI gap between rural and urban areas is also narrowing. So、uh, when you look at previous data, actually, urban children in China they had significantly higher BMIs than children in rural. Areas,、uh, which might、um, was contributed to the rapid development of Chinese cities. However, after the year of 2005, that gap between urban and rural areas started to narrowing, and this might also reflect the fast urbanization we are observing here in、uh, a lot of rural areas as well in China.、Uh, however, with that trend, researchers are quite worried that. Children in rural China might experience obesity, and that might cause,、uh, say, health conditions or diseases for those group. Mm, so, mm. what are the primary factors contributing to the rise in childhood obesity, especially in rural area? You know, you know. Now, before I talk about that, I I feel like、um, I I actually learned many many years ago that in 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 the United States or some of the other. Western developed economies, you know, obesity is more prevalent among the the poor, the、mm. have-nots, rather than the wealthy class, right? As we talk about this phenomenon in China, this idea that rural children is see a significant、uh, surge and rise in terms of the overweight or obesity rate, I feel like、um, the situation here in China is also moving towards. That direction, although we are not there yet, so that's one issue. And talking about some of the specific factors, you know, traditionally our our hunch would tell us, oh, maybe in rural kids tend to exercise more, they tend to have more access to a physical, you know, exercise、mm. or like working in the farm. Do you think that's <laughs> really the case in today's era? No.、Mm. Even rural kids, they probably rural kids have no idea about farming and agriculture as well. All they do is like sitting indoor and watching、uh, internet and TV, etc., etc. That's my first-hand observation back in my hometown. So that's a very leading factor. 
Yeah,、Definitely. actually, I、uh, I agree with that because I know someone who's working in the city, and she has been working in the city for quite a long time. And her twelve-year-old、um, boy is still in the rural area, and he has a phone. He uses his phone so much, and he does not go out and work out and running around in the hills like we would imagine.、Mm-hmm. That is definitely a problem. So the moving or the shift from playgrounds or from you know the nature to screen time is definitely a problem. And another thing, I think nutrition or the imbalance of diet is also a problem because the English word malnutrition makes you think it's wrongly nutriented in a、mm. way, but the Chinese. Word is 营养不良 so、uh, nutrition not well enough. It makes you think that you don't have enough to eat. That word would link to this kind of notion. It has that connotation. Yet,、uh, for according to many doctors and, and many nutritionists, they say actually for、um, 营养不良 or malnutrition, it means you. Take in it can mean you take in too much calories、mm. and you have a imbalanced diet, so that could also be a problem. And is that a problem in the rural area as well? Yeah, I think so.、Uh, especially in recent years, I think as Ding Hong said, I think the life in rural area is so much different f- now compared to the past.、Um, I think it applies to the physical exercises and also、uh, it applies to eating habits of people living in this region. Because in the past, we might think that. Rural areas, they might experience a lack of food. They don't really have abundance of food choices. However, when you look at those rural areas, especially towns nowadays, they have everything. They have everything you could have in cities. Are、and、we talking about Coca-Cola and fried chicken, milk tea, and the、uh-huh. restaurants and everything? And、uh, a lot of like、um, restaurant options are being offered there. And also, when you look at you mentioned、um, children in rural areas are using mobile phones more than ever,、mm. right? When you Look at those、uh, short video platforms, e-commerce platforms, live streaming platforms. They are like bombarded with food advertisements,、uh, with restaurant advertisements, and usually when you you know look at those videos, they are quite eye-catching because they are presenting food with like colorful、uh, colors and、mm. uh, very greasy, yet that make them very attractive, and you want to explore them. And they are attractive because they are rich in salt. Sugar and oil and everything. So I think all all of these are contributing to the chances of getting obesity of, you know, whether in urban or rural areas right now. Totally,、mm. and we've already touched upon、uh, some health con- consequences of childhood obesity. But do we have some other more detailed information in that regard? Because we all know it's bad, but let's make it clear how bad it is and how long the effect can last. Mm, now, for example, we can take a look at some、uh, figures because usually figures don't lie, right? A 2017 survey found that only 34% of children and adolescents here、uh, in China met the recommended standards for engaging in moderate to vigorously. Uh, vigorously enough intensity physical activity for at least sixty minutes on daily basis, and more than thirty percent of children and adolescents didn't adhere to the guideline of limiting screen time to two hours per day. So all these figures tells a lot, and 
Uh, you know, fatty, salty, sugary food. I am personally a, a lover of these food、Me、as too. well. Me too, huge but, fan. Yeah, but I, I would sometimes personally attribute to the fact that I am a regular、um, lover and enthusiast for. Physical exercises as well, so I can somehow balance it. Yeah, balance that. <laughs> you know how much calorie I taking, how much calorie I can ended up burning by 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 exercising. But if you do less exercises, well, there's no way. I, so. I,、mm-hmm. I think you mentioned a really good point and and very important point here is that you know it's important to keep the balance of the energy you take and also the energy you are consuming, and that is a very important ideology or cons- concept when it comes to you know controlling if we can say it controlling your weight.、Um, it is based on your. Like your knowledge of nutrition, of exercise, of how to maintain your health condition, and everything. And of course, you are not really naturally le- knowing everything. You have to learn from some platforms, or either from your parents or from schools. However, the thing is that when you look at those schools, or when you look at those kindergartens in rural areas, are they provided enough access to this kind of information when it comes to controlling your weight or keeping? A healthy shape, or making yourself,、uh, you are in a healthy position. So that that is also a very important point being discussed when it comes to obesity in rural areas. That is a really good point, and I think many parents face the same problem. They don't have enough knowledge to tell the difference between a little bit chubby and lovely and actually obesity. Actually, in a hospital here in Beijing, a children's hospital,、um, a doctor said he. Actually, saw eighteen kids with malnutrition problem, and fifteen of them are just too slim and skinny. Only three of them are too chubby, so they come to the clinic to seek help. However, in their hospital ward, they see many, many kids living in the ward because they need to treat problems and conditions、uh, lead led by obesity. So the 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 contrast, the situation makes them、um, realize that parents are not giving enough education. About the situation, they do not understand. Actually, childhood ob- childhood obesity would lead to more problems than actually adult obesity. So this can really be a huge problem. Yeah, it actually you know reminds me of another、uh, issue. In this is something you know related to our education system as well. When we talk about say the circulation or the dissemination of these relatively very important、uh, health knowledge. Like、uh, in many of these today's rural areas across China,、uh, many of the village level schools have been torn down, and rather,、uh, basically, all these、uh, students from these villages from a particular district they are concentrated in a township level school. So they are all concentrated, and I'm not sure whether un- under that kind of scenario there is enough, you know, teachers and other kinds of educational resources. Allocated to each one of these、uh, rural kids, but definitely <laughs> there are some initiatives China has been implemented to address the issue. 
Right. Yes,、uh, I think China is trying to tackle this issue, especially when it comes to childhood obesity. For example, we have mentioned we have proposed a target、uh, in 2020. China's National Health Commission, along with five other national departments, they issued an implementation plan for the prevention and control of obesity in children and adolescents. The overall goal is to reduce the average annual growth rate of overweight and obesity. Among children aged zero to eighteen years, by seventy percent from the current baseline from 2020 to 2030, and also they have required multiple authorities to be to be involved in the whole process of tackling childhood obesity. For example, teachers are encouraged or they are required to not run overtime or hold classes early because they want to ensure that、uh, children can have breaks and proper activities after. Those courses, and also parents should also reduce children's use of electronic screens, and schools should provide avoid foods high in sugar, fat, and salt. And also, government and also、uh, local health in- institutions are also required to provide effective support, such as weight management surveys and environment construction. And also, I think in recent years, especially, we are emphasizing much more on. Uh, achieving a balanced and healthy diet habit across the country is not is not only for childhood obesity; it's also for the overall health condition of the、um, general or overall population of this country. So we have implemented so much、uh, different、uh, measures, and I think like、uh, other countries in the world,、uh, where uh, obesity or childhood obesity is also a problem.、Uh, as you mentioned, I think the overall、uh, children who suffer from obesity. On a global basis, is increasing, and also, for example, in countries like U.S. and also some other developed countries, and even some countries in Africa, and also more in country, more countries in Asia, we are also facing similar、uh, problems. Mm. Coming back a little bit to the measures we've taken, because I've recently become a mom, and you know when you give birth to a kid, your kid would、uh, go through, or I mean, be able to enjoy the privilege of multiple body checkups. So the forty-two days you take him to the、uh, local community hospital, and then on I think it's when they're three-month-old, six-month-old, eight-month-old, and one-year-old, and every time they will check the height and the weight. And tell you if your kid is overweight, and they will actually say even when the kid is under the age of one, they will say the kid is a little bit overweight. You should take care of what they what it. Well, it what he or she eats, and make sure、um, they have a healthier lifestyle. So I think in that regard, it's. It's actually really nice, but like Ding Hong has mentioned, when it comes to in rural areas, the less developed areas, actually more,、um, let's say, strength and energy and manpower should be contributed and.、Uh, Located to those areas. For example, I see a really good example in I think、um, Amsterdam. Actually, they've sent many nurses to rural areas, to relatively poor areas, to、um, to educate the parents and also maybe local community doctors. And they have also. 
given this 1,000-day plan to each kid. That is,、uh, when they grow up to before I think it's around the age of three. So they would have a certain plan about what to do, what to eat, and they will have their family、um, physician, and I think all that helps. But do you think we are there? Do do we need to actually send personnel to rural areas to address this issue? Is it that serious? I think、uh, I see a necessity over there, you know, to be honest, because you know during the height of the COVID nineteen pandemic, China or the Chinese government authorities allocated a lot of personnel and medical related medical resources to rural areas to help those areas fight against the virus. But when we talk about fighting fighting against obesity. Why、It is、not? also a global yeah, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. epidemic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Fighting against the COVID is about short-term, you know, fight. But fighting against obesity is it's really about investment into the future of a na- of national health. So I don't see a reason why we should not do that. Yeah, actually, I think that's all about the discussion of childhood obesity, especially in rural areas. When it comes to the issue in China, because when we're discussing obesity, overweight, everything, especially when you are emphasizing BMI, standard BMI, I think we are not really trying to create body shame or body anxiety. We are not really, really trying to encourage everyone to keep their weight in a certain scope. You have to follow that standard. No, we are not. I think we are only promoting a healthy lifestyle. Which need support from parents, from schools, from local governments, and from all the departments could be involved, and of course individuals. And I think when it comes to childhood obesity, I think weight loss is definitely not the ideal choice because you have to guarantee children get enough nutrition to、um, guarantee their normal growing and development. Of course, so I think the fundamental issue is that whether we are、uh, offering enough or Appropriate access to healthcare,、uh, whether we are offering enough healthy and affordable food to those children in rural areas, and whether we are offering safe places, enough places for physical activities for children in rural areas. And I think that is why we are having this discussion on Roundtable today. It's Roundtable with myself, Neil Honglin, Li Yi, and Ding Heng.